Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Playful Podcast, your guide into the underground scene where we discover topics on kink and electronic music every week. Don't forget to subscribe to not miss out on our next episode. We're excited to be here today with German DJ, producer and vocalist Perel, whose music has been described as a blend of cosmic, disco and triumphing techno. In this conversation, we speak about her view on work-life balance and how she as a newly graduate changed career completely. The struggles she had in her journey, feeling as if she needed to quit, 
how she works with manifestation and goal setting to reach new levels and so much more. Let's get it. I am Amanda and this is Playful Podcast. All right. I'm so happy to have you here and finally Thank meeting you. you. If if I would or if you would say three uh, personality traits that you have, how would you describe yourself? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I think that's the toughest part and to say that personality, I think authentic. Mm. Um, I think uh, I am, oh God, three. I, I, know, I know one. Funny. Um, hmm? at least you're funny on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Funny is, yeah, but I, I, I'm not thinking about myself. Oh my God, I'm funny. No? No. People don't tell you. They do, but that's not what I would say about myself. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, Have you ever been like the clown in like when you were a kid or such? Yes. But that's also because I think that's there's there's always uh, like um, a connection between you're sometimes very insecure and then you try to overplay it with funny stuff. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that was the case sometimes in school when I felt like I didn't really fit in. Mm-hmm. And then I made some jokes and everyone laughed and I, at least you know that was my corner. And. So, yeah, so I would maybe say, if you say I'm funny, I'm funny. Um, but it's more like because I'm observing things. And then I just think, oh, my God, that's, like, hilarious. You could have started a meme page then. No, I'm not consistent enough no. for that. Oh, also, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Think, yeah. I think also being funny is very situational. Like, it's not always funny. I can't be funny all the time. No, no, no. But if you're, this is my view on if you're uh, good with memes, if you're very observant. I think that's a good point. I think I would myself consider as observant. Mm. Yes, very much. I, and now when we're talking about it, I would say I'm very highly sensitive. All right. I'm a little bit too highly sensitive. So that's why I have to shut down sometimes myself because mm. I recognize too much things and then... Um, I need to protect myself a little bit. Yeah. Do you plan for like uh, that in your work so that you can like have some weekends where you can just like collect yourself? Right. Or yes, how does that for work? Sure. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, here in Europe, it's really easy to travel because you're back fast at home or wherever you stay or you have your little hub. But um, there had been moments for sure where I think like, okay, I need to stop and I need to recover. And it results in that I don't meet as many friends that I actually want to because I'm just completely over-challenged. It's like um, highly functional autism, sort of. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, nobody knows. I didn't even know. And then, but you you put one-on-one together and you learn more about yourself I think a lot of people have the same you know and it's not something that um I think a lot of people can relate to yeah you know and the whole world is like adjusted for socially social extroverts so right it can be tough to even acknowledge like I just realized a couple of years ago that I'm pretty 
introverted. I me too, by the way.、Mm-hmm. And I think I also have an extrovert side. What do you say, extrovert side? Yeah, you say extroverted. Yeah, extrovert. Yeah. yeah. So I have also an extrovert side, and、um, it comes more to the surface when I play and perform. But actually, this is what I realized:、uh, it's you can be social, right, but still feel that you're drained by. Giving too much to people or like speaking to too many people, right? Like an empath, like you, you just you have、mm. you, you're highly sensitive. Yeah, and、um, yeah, it can train you because you need to learn how to protect yourself. And、um, yeah, I think、um, that happens to me a lot of times, or even in the past. Though I. Right now, I need to. I know myself better, and I know exactly when I should better stay at home and recharge myself.、Yeah. But sometimes this can also happen, like recharging,、uh, meeting with really good friends. Yeah, but that's not always possible when you're somewhere out there in the world. You know exactly. Yeah.、Um, were you the same as a teenager, or who were you then? Like in school and like, I would say yes, but I didn't really know about it. I was just、mm. thinking that、um, I don't feel really connected to the other guys because I grew up in a very very small town, like four hundred and fifty people on school. Like we had eight thousand people living <gasps> in the city,、wow. and our、um, gymnasium high school like was like only four hundred and fifty people. So there was not much of a choice with whom you can hang. You just, yeah, take what you get. <laughs> and it doesn't mean there were bad people, but how likely is it you really deeply connect with somebody? Most of us like they connect with somebody when you start college or university、yeah. or somewhere. Yeah, or you try and then you realize. Ah, this is connecting with someone, right? I was I was a hip hop girl,、mm. and I was just traveling a lot to、oh, like the next bigger cities, just to hang and smoke weed. <laughs> like that was my teenage time. <laughs> Were you rapping? Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> that is so funny in German. Of course, of like course. my English at that time was yeah. Very humble. Oh my god! But, but were you? Because、uh, my view is that mostly guys are hip hoppers. Exactly, and、yeah. that was like a thing. You know, I don't know why. I never really really thought about it. I just thought that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I didn't really know other girls who were rapping. I was hanging with dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? So those were your click. Not really、yeah. click because it was just more like I had to travel like at least one or two hours to the next、oh. bigger city, and then it was not about really making deep connections with somebody. You just want to experience like the scene, something that's cool. Just not being stuck in a very small town where you felt like people never heard about German hip hop or whatever, you know, or、mm-hmm. like I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but you were—you also started singing pretty early, or? Yeah, I mean it was all connected, like rapping, singing. Was it connected? Yeah, in the beginning it was like yeah. I mean, I remember playing and composing songs 
on the piano when I was a kid. So、mm. I always did something with music, and then I think the the rapping was just something that spoke to me.、Mm. I don't know why.、Um, and then after that, I started. I just I literally I did all kinds of different styles of music, and we got into. Indie rock, alternative, and then it became electro clash, and it 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 changed every two or two second year. Like I was so into it, all kinds of stuff. Why simultaneously, I'm、um, seeing DJ Helfel the very first time in my life, and I was so flashed. What is this? You know. So、um, yeah, it was it was. I was literally like like a feather in the wind, where the wind wind blows me. And I, I, and it's still like I love so many kinds of different styles. Yeah, I wouldn't rap necessarily, but <laughs> <Huh> . I mean, it takes a lot of wittiness to do to be a rapper. I think so too. Right? Yes. So maybe that's what you like. Where the humor and the love for beats meet. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe it goes even deeper. That、um, I just figured out that. I think my my dad didn't really support me in terms of what I wanted of them sports,、mm-hmm. so maybe it was also my rebellious side saying, "Meh, I want this, and this is so tough, and I feel like empowered." Maybe you know, like、yeah. because I'm the youngest, I have two older brothers. I'm the youngest. I'm the I'm a little girl,、mm-hmm. so maybe I just was looking for. Um, at, like being recognized,、mm, or like find your own, any of course, yeah. Besides that, anyways, you know. Yeah. What sports did he want you to do? He didn't want me to do anything, but I realized whenever I wanted some sports, it was not really a big deal. I got tennis lesson. I had a private <gasps> tennis teacher. So whatever I I did, like. Athletics or like,、um, yeah, stuff like that. It was not a big deal. But no singing lessons. I had that too later.、Oh, yeah. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Because we had somebody at school, so it was not. You didn't need to drive somewhere. It was safe. Blah blah. Was,、yeah. Oh yeah. And then, how would you say the your musical journey looked like after this? Uh, I don't know. I think it was tough in terms of、um, finding f- the way to myself and finding the confidence to myself、mm. because I always performed. I always wrote songs, but I also studied, and I never felt like really supported. So I didn't have the confidence to really. Say I become a musician a hundred percent, and then do what I really want to do.、Mm. I just didn't dare myself to do it. So I studied sociology、mm. and intercultural communication. Inter what? Inter intercultural communication. Intercultural. Yeah, it's very sounds very important. Yeah, that's for sure. But yeah, anyway.、Uh, <laughs> and then and. Why I was finishing my master degree, I felt like I'm stuck, and I went to to a therapist and I said I I have really issues to finish my master thesis. 
I can't. It's like I'm completely blocked somehow. Like, and um, I'm so stuck. Please help me. <laughs> um, but then I really figured out that um, it's like the anxiety you have. What's gonna happen afterwards? Then I really have to face reality. You know, but you made I, a life choice. Yeah, or would you mm. you need to figure out what you really want in life. But because obviously you you don't want to finish your studies because then it means like you have to really pursue something that is somehow connected with that, which you actually don't really want. Yeah. Somehow this kind of status of being a student protected you so a little bit in this kind of world. You can still do a little bit here. You don't have to pay full taxes. You know. And, um, yeah, so I figured that out that it is really deeply connected with my psyche and, um, I should figure out what I really want. And, um, then I made the decision literally after, I mean, I received my master's degree, hippie, um, but then I literally went to the, 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 the Arbeitsamt here in Berlin Oh, you were already in Berlin then? Yes. And it was really tough for me because I felt like, oh my God, I just received my master's degree and just lining up with people um, who maybe really, I know it sounds weird, but I felt like I failed. Oh. Because I, I lining up with people who want to have money from the, from the state. Yeah. And this is not what I studied for. I really worked hard for that. Yeah. I struggled on so many like corners of my life to make it through to get my master degree and now you're lining up to ask for money and um mm. that felt really bad i cried oh yeah but i did it in order to apply for uh state support for my business that i founded oh right so i said like i'm gonna I want to make, <clears throat> I want to be self-employed. I want to be a producer and a DJ. And then they're like, this chucky, not in the system. And I'm like, okay. Um, but all I wanted is some money to start a career where I can focus 100%. And then I would pay it back. Like it's like a, a starter pack for your business technically. I mean, I had some shows here and there with DJing in live shows but it wasn't really the breakthrough moment which like came by the end of 2016 until then it was really tough and I actually thought I have to go back and get an office job mm-hmm. yeah so um it was it took a while yeah for sure was there a moment where you felt like you got some energy to continue after those six months Uh, I I think I had a lot of hope inside me and I had, but I think it was more like a journey to myself and what music really means to me and how it changed me and what it actually really takes to um, make it a profession. And because the music industry is tough, you need to first really work on yourself. And Mm. I realize, and I still have that, that I don't really believe in myself in certain points you know yeah and to overcome that first and think hey everything is possible just envision everything write it down what do you want and believe in yourself that is 
I think I had to do that first and I still do that because it never gets easy. Wow. So did you start doing that after some time? Yes. Yeah. And then I could really see like an immense change in my life. And then the thing happened when I was in New York and then DFA discovered me when I was playing at the lot radio. And that was literally the miracle for me. This is like, I always say this is the starting point of my international career or actually my career at all, because before it was just like some gigs, but not really. Um, Had you been wishing for or writing in your journal like a miracle or something like this? Yeah, I deeply believe it was a miracle, but it's something that I wrote myself. Wow. <laughs> but I wasn't really sure how it's going to look like. No. You know? <laughs> I, okay. Did your, okay, this is really cool. Um, but then what, yeah, you said, you said that you still work a lot on yourself. And you, we also talked before about that you, the, um, that it takes a lot of mental capacity to have the gigs because there's so much pressure even going up there and perform and not knowing how many people are going to show right. up and that's something that is like obviously not it's not so present for the goers club goers right yes that's true um i think the more festivals you play in events and also like i had the whole hard ticket selling experience which was very tough for me because it's so much harder than you think to come from a club DJ world into hard ticket selling and you really need to set up a crazy marketing team so that people really come and buy tickets in general and it was a really uh, interesting and um, good experience I've made and um, it's really so different to what you experienced as a DJ before you know and I that was a big learning moment for myself also um, because I think in the last couple of years I was um, very lucky to have always really good shows and I played really big festivals and then to come and do like a small hard ticket selling tour where you just play live is a completely different experience. And I got so nervous because there was all this kind of pressure to, you know, bring it down to ticket sales. And, um, but Who I also... Who put that on you? Hmm? Who put that pressure on you? I think also the management I've worked with at that time. So they updated you with the amount of tickets? That... Well, they... I don't want to do like the big blame situation no. because I could have also just said no, mm -hmm. but I felt like I had to do it in order to sell my album. Uh. But um, it's a little bit complicated, but I think what I've learned so far is that I should trust my in instincts first and um, I shouldn't do anything when it doesn't feel right. It doesn't sit right in my gut. And I think I felt a little bit pressured. I mean, the shows were really cool and they were nice, but it came along with a lot of anxieties that I had where I felt like I'm not ready for this. Oh, uh, yeah. You it know? happened so quick. 
Yeah, I mean, it's I never did a whole hard ticket selling tour. I mean, we had such a great show here in Berlin at um, House Tenet. It was really cool. But we also had London. We had New York. We had L.A. And I think um, this is an experience I would have made a couple of years later when I would have been a little bit more established in the U.S. Because right now I still at a point where I want to um crow my profile in the u.s since i moved there so even though you're in europe you know it's mm. just a completely different thing yeah how do you like it over there it's nice yeah yeah it's different i thought it would be quite similar to europe but it's actually not no no what what things do you miss i just miss my friends yeah okay fair yeah. enough uh, there is nothing else to say. I think um, Europe has also some things that I don't like and um, that uh, New York or LA where we um, most lived um, have a really good energy that I appreciate and sometimes it gets a little dark here in Berlin also like not just like physically dark. <laughs> I mean I, I think Berlin can be really rough. There's no limit, and you literally see that yeah. into people's eyes. And so. yeah. yeah, you 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 do somehow. It's I agree with you. Also, the architecture does something with you. When you're in Paris or in London, I always think that's so cute. I want to stay forever. And um, yeah, in Berlin is like, yeah, this street is nice, but then the next street is like, oh my God, who put this there? I mean, I mean, we know all about the history and we know why this is, but still, it, there is some roughness here. There is like, like I'm a Libra. I'm always looking for very pleasing things to my eyes. And um, uh, sometimes Berlin doesn't really make sense to me. I feel a little lost, but then I think I'll also look out in the, on this window here and I think, oh, we have a lot of greenery here. That's nice. You yeah. won't find that in any other city. Big spaces like Tempelhof and these and parks. and Right. Yeah. So that's, that weighs up a bit. Yes. But um, you are traveling now pretty much. Mm-hmm. How? How do you, do you have any uh, like practices or like morning practices or some things you do to keep yourself like to land? Yeah, I, I have um, a yoga teacher, a private, she, she, we do it online. She's in New York. She either comes to my place when I'm in New York. And if I'm traveling, we do it online and there is no escape. We always, even I'm still in a tiny hotel room, we're going to have our yoga session three times a week. And I think this was a big game changer for me to have this routine. No matter where you are, you're going to do it. And that gets you out sometimes of really bad energy or even when you're tired, you can do something. You maybe need to do like a crazy workout, but... You just yeah. at least stretch and let it out somehow. We have now come to the part of the podcast where if you are or want to become a Patreon and support the work that we do, as well as get more juicy material, go to patreon.com slash playfulmagazine. 
And in this extra material, we speak to Perel about her creative process, where inspiration comes to her from, and how she triggers inspiration and much more. Go to patreon.com slash playful magazine. Uh, if we look at the broad, like continue touring and, and the future and this, what's your view on like work-life balance then? My view on work-life balance? Yeah, on how to pursue it. Well, that's that's easier said than done, you know, trying to get a balance between, like, or balance out both, um, especially when you're an artist where there is not, like, an opening hour and a closing hour. Um, it's very tough, I have to say. I think I struggle with that the most. Um, I think that, again, yoga helps me because this is this one... There's this one hour where you just do nothing. And I also don't try to push myself in terms of being creative. If there's where I, when I don't feel anything, I just don't do it. There's no point. It's just crap coming out then in the end. Mm. Um, and uh, other than that, I think uh, I just try to be in touch with my family and my friends as much as I can. Ah, uh, that you feel that they're like anchoring you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not nice. Yeah, you're pretty far away from your family now. Yeah, I mean now I'm in Germany, so they're yeah. they're close, but but normally. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And do you have um because you have been mentioning now that uh you work a lot on your like believing in yourself. Well, it's not just that. I think I decided to do a therapy. Um, it's uh, it's called the Jungian therapy. Technically, Jung was the the the, the student student of Freud, so it's a little bit more like a reformed and holistic approach. And it's 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 really helping me to to get a perspective to everything I'm doing. So you're not just in a wheel, and um, how does that work? Like you're not you do you, are there practices? It's my therapist. So, oh, okay, so right. so they it's just they, a, it's just a, a newer approach. It's not just like this classic anal, uh, analysis therapy. Yeah. It's part of it, but um, I just it's just nice to have somebody you can talk to professionally and you don't have to take care of what you say. Mm, yeah. That's the best thing in the world. Yeah. You pay somebody and you can say whatever you want and he'll <laughs> understand you. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you found someone who's really good. I do have the best therapist in the world. <laughs> Everyone's like, I just really can you want put it. The, the link in bio. <laughs> yeah. He, like literally he's, he's, he's also luckily one of my good friends. Ah, perfect. But, yeah, we knew each other before, but then, um, yeah, he offered me to also do therapy, and I didn't. I was I wasn't really sure if this was gonna work, but it's it's the best thing in the world. Wow! Because he's a professional in that moment. He's not gonna. He's confidential, so mm. yeah, exactly. He knows how to handle that, and it's great. Awesome! It's really great. Awesome. Um, are you spiritual in any way? Well, I thought about that because I think spiritual is a thing that when you can't really explain something, of they would say you're like esoteric or something like that. 
um, yeah, I, I would say I'm spiritual, but if, if you look closer, it's just following the law of the universe, which is actually explainable if you go a little bit deeper. Like energies and like... Correct. It's yeah. not something that is super um, mystic or something like that. Not the Holy Spirit. Well, the whole, I don't know about the Holy Spirit. That's okay. I'm not really religious, mm. even though I respect that very much. Mm. But spiritual, I mean, if yeah, I'm trying to 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 keep up the vibe. <laughs> but like, if you if you ask me about like, I think that that my first album Hermetica was about the law of like the universe and all how all these wisdom was already there, and then it got taken out and put into certain kind of context old religions but there is a, a basic universal or there are basic universal laws that are connected with we would say spiritualism so am i spiritual duh i am but yeah. also not because it's explainable yeah 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 exact science right it is mm. yeah yeah it's true it, some some parts of it goes just hand in hand right yeah But um, from the start, it was a little rocky start the first half year, and then you got up, it exploded, you exploded somehow. Was there after that period? It was not just half a year, it was two years. Uh, two years? Yes. It was, it was a long struggle. And honestly, if this DFA deal did not happen or they, they didn't discover me, I would have really gotten an office job or whatever, but mm. not maybe being in the music industry because I just literally ran out of money to support myself. Yeah. I would have just taken another job or whatever, you know? Yeah. That's... I just wanted to give myself this period where I like, okay, I finished my step, my studies. I don't have money, but I also want to focus on music a hundred percent. So how can I do that? So I said, okay, Here, here I am. Please, state, give me money. I'm, I'm gonna start my own business. They didn't really understand what that was because I obviously didn't want to sell ice cream. No, yeah, so exactly. it was a little bit difficult to explain. You know, yeah, music producer, disc jockey. Mm -mm, I don't know. So, but it took me literally like two years to really actually make a living out of it, and then like getting a real agency. But it all came along with the DFA releases and the album. Yeah, I'm still impressed that uh, that they uh, lent you the money. Your business plan must have been solid. Well, I did a lot. I knew. I mean, yeah. I studied. I have a master degree, so it would be, yeah. it helps. you know, like you should know how to do that. But and I'm good in in writing and explaining things. So, mm. but I also have to say, I had to pay back a lot. It was yeah. also a loan. It was not like something I would just. It was not a gift completely. I paid off the loan until two until until I think 2019 or something. Yeah. I got a lot of money and I all paid it back. Yeah. Well fucking done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, was there ever a moment after that when you could stand on your own legs that you felt like it's it got rocky? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, all the time. Because um, once you're really into like DJing and touring or being in the club electronic music scene, 
it's just tough. You get not enough sleep and touring is your main income source. So, you know, as a, it's not like I made a lot of royalties at that time. So, um, and if you don't get enough sleep, it gets intense very quickly. So it was rocky. And um, mm. also because if, like, I think there was such an unexpected success for me with DFA that I also needed to step back for a second and check, okay, what, what do I want to do? Everyone was just like focusing on the two singles, like Alice and D Demon's new one was like a new wave-ish thing. But there, there were so many other styles on that album, but I just like literally got pinned down to that kind of style. And it felt like, oh my God, do I need to, what do I have to do to get out there? Because that's not just me. It's just one part of what I'm doing as an artist musically. Uh, but while I was about to figure that out, the pandemic came and I got quote unquote stuck in the US, even though I'm really grateful, mm -hmm. um, being there, not alone, but with my partner. But, um, nonetheless, I thought this is it game over. There were moments where I thought I'm never going to be in a stage again. Oh, yeah. There were moments where I literally thought that. It's very interesting to hear because you are one of the, like, one of the people that come to mind when you think of the people who kind of are solid, you know? Wow, this is all, I'm telling you one thing, they all pretend to be solid. <laughs> None of them is. I may be the only person who talks about it. And I think it's also, I mean, that's so normal. You can't just be solid the whole time. No. There are so many struggles. I wouldn't be a real person. Yeah. You Do you know? still party? Sometimes. But with less drugs. <laughs> then, then before you... <laughs> yeah, because I got, when I had, um, I got COVID and I feel like every time I take drugs, I'm sick. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> it's so interesting because someone told me that uh, it's not only that we were staying home and got like, you know, like uh, uh, not used to so many bacteria, but actually that COVID broke down our immune system. Right. I feel that's the point. Like I get sick when I'm touring mm. once a month even if it's just for one or two days where I feel like I have a sinus infection or my, my my throat is itchy it goes away within a couple of days like two you know but it's I never had that I mm. had COVID um when I was in the U.S. I got really sick and it took me a couple of weeks to really recover from it and since then I am not the same like I mean, I feel strong with yoga, blah, blah, but I feel like my immune system isn't there. Yeah. And it, it doesn't need to be like tr like any kind of drugs that need to be involved. Like even if I drink too much, it affects my gut, which is our the coal in our immune system. And I'm just like very easily sick. Mm, yeah, shit. <sighs> it's so stressful. <laughs> yeah. If you, if we look at the, the, 
techno scene or like electronic music scene um, um, it's been growing pretty quickly over the pandemic and after um, do you have any like fears and hopes for it honestly no <laughs> no because there's no sense about this because the scene will always do its own thing. You can't push it in any direction. There is, it. that's the nice part about it, about also Underground, that it's just like brewing its own little thing that's completely out of your control. So it's like telling your teenager kid, don't do it. Of course it will, you know? And um, I also don't think about it because um, I'm just really trying to focus on myself and my little bubble. It sounds weird, but, you know. Sounds healthy. Yeah, I kind of think so too. And mm. I just want to focus on what's inside me and not trying to overthink in general, just doing what comes naturally out. And then somehow it will fit in there or not. But in the end of the day, I think it's so important to never lose your little signature and your niche i love all the new like trends and hypes that pop up every now and there but it doesn't necessarily mean i have to transform i just can like I, i'm inspired by it like mm. playing maybe with some young kids like 20 years old like that hot rave techno whatever it's cool but it, it, it like for me it's not like that's my new style it's just like you know it's cool to see what's 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 out there yeah and then let's see i think also like what i experience is that like it comes in waves yeah you, you never know? feel that you have to adopt your music <clears throat> to the trends i think the extremer a trend is the less it stays mm. you know um not because I, I i say so i just observe that so mm. And it's cool to let it all out, but once it's out, I think, okay, yeah, then let's go back to normal. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, um, um, yeah, let's see. I think, like, classic, quote-unquote, classic techno that is rather, like, too fast, not too aggressive, will always be there. I think, same, like, for house music, disco, whatever, I think. Um, mm. But it's also good to have extreme forms of it. It's very important to, to challenge it exactly somehow. also to see and make every aspect and facets of our people here like seen mm. yeah so. um i think it's super inspiring for many people to hear your story and that you were almost giving up before something clicked would is there any advice that you would give to newer DJs yeah I, I always like because that's not the first time I hear this question I think the most important thing and I should give that advice to myself every day is like really not trying to compare yourself because that's your artistical death you want to create something that is so unique and you are unique just by being you just try to figure out who you are and what you want to show, but don't follow any trends because the trends you're trying to hop on is over tomorrow. 
and you really have to find your own way through and don't get disencouraged if things are not happening right away also like if you think you um yeah i don't know if maybe even you're out there since a couple of years and you you're facing like a new generation is overrolling you or whatever just just let it happen for a second because um i think my agent told me always there is a niche for everything you just have to grow in your niche or create that niche and you can only do it if you're not like doing something that somebody else does even though it's very tempting to do so because of when something gets a lot of attention you know then you want to hop on because you want to be part of it but it's, it's nice mm. you can be part of it but just always try to think about who am i and what Is, is am I this or is this just like you know? Yeah, I mean that's also such a huge question. It's so easy to to get confused with. I feel like with what you enjoy and who you are. Right, and I enjoy I enjoy a lot of things. I love techno. I love like so many other things that I personally maybe wouldn't play. Um, I mean, I do play techno, but I I don't play dark deep techno. I play my version. Of it. Um, but it doesn't necessarily. I even love really good pop music, jazz, even heavy metal. There's something really great out there. Anyways, I'm just saying I don't need to end up making heavy metal, you know. So no, exactly. Just go out there and enjoy it, and well, then was it easy to for you to find your style and your um no it wasn't because i made the same mistakes i just felt like i need to do something in order to uh, make money and then i uh felt like i just try a kind of style in the beginning that's very minimalistic because it was like very unvoked to play like some minimalistic house um but It felt like a pain in the ass producing it, and I was not very successful with it. And then I just literally was thinking, okay, I have nothing to lose. And then I started making music. It was just absolutely not what I did before. Where the flow is, kind of correct. Interesting. That's yeah. a huge tip, actually. Yeah. I When you feel you push, push, but you're like right. it's thick and you cannot get through. And interestingly, a friend came over and said to me, "What is this? What are you doing? This is not. What is this? This is what kind of genre is that? <laughs> this is not techno. This is not house. What are you doing?" And I said, "I don't know. It's something. I couldn't really put." A tag on it, nothing. Yeah, wow. That was my album on DFA. I had it ready already, but then we we were just like working on it a little bit more, finalizing, blah blah. But technically, I was working on my album for DFA. <laughs> and then later, he came by and apologized a year later with a, with some flowers. I said I was wrong. <laughs> That is so, such a good friend, acknowledging and coming to you and celebrating your success. Pear, if you're watching, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right so if you would go back in time to tell the younger hopeless you mm -hmm. some words of wisdom or some inspiration or some uplifting things what would you say i would say chill relax mm -hmm. just focus on the music don't overthink too much it will all come together just trust in yourself 
and understand that there's always a balance between shitty stuff and good stuff and it will it will that's life technically in order to find happiness you you you're, there is no stagnation in either or Mm. And that is something you have to understand, you know, like don't get too stuck in something. It is always transforming, shifting, moving. And when there is a bad time, it will be a good time and things can change. You can get a different perspective on things and really just never do something you're not feeling comfortable with. Really follow your instinct, your gut, I would say. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> All right, I have some this or that questions for you. Some what? This or that questions. Okay. So you'll say which one of them you prefer. So probably it's one of them or none or both, but preferably one. Questions. Uh, yeah, statements. Statements. Okay, gotcha. It's either this or it's that. This is this or that. Uh, so FKK or bathing suit? Bathing suit. <laughs> ba not a real German. <laughs> no, I think it has to do with the experience that I made. So, <laughs> but your family? Um, they're cool. Like, yeah. they're, I mean, they're East German, of course, FKK. <laughs> but my generation is bathing suit. All right, fair enough. Introvert or extrovert? Introvert. Yeah, but pretty social. Yeah, I like a functional introvert. Mm, yeah. Uh, high on life or whatever comes your way along the night? It comes away. <laughs> comes away, goes away. Yeah. All right. Comfort or fashion? <sighs> That's tough. Maybe both. I would say both. Mm. Because I don't feel comfortable if it's not fashionable. But if it's fashionable and not comfortable, what's the point? I uh, feel you, for sure. Voice message or text only? I have to say, I leave voice messages on WhatsApp. Ah, to anyone? But I never leave a voicemail. Who does that? No, I, I meant voice messages. You're the only person <laughs> I know who does it. You're so 90s. <laughs> Cute, though. You have something to listen to. But on is it on the phone? Like, like literally, like, you don't answer the phone. Hey, it's Charlie. Can you call me back? Yeah, I see. You called me. Of course I call you back, but it's like so mommy 90s. Hi, call me back. That's really cute because then you want to listen to the voicemail because it's only short. But when you see it's a long voicemail and it's about work. Okay, so let's be honest. I get maybe three voice messages a year and that's only from O2. And you. <laughs> okay, so you. It's yeah. cute. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, hit the gym or dancing clubs? Uh, both also because when I DJ, it's aerobic. I'm not standing still. I literally move all the time and I have a squats bra on. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but also the gym because it's a different kind of workout. Is it? You mean lifting things then? Yeah. Ah, okay. okay. Lift, yeah, exactly. I, you lift. Wow. I tone and lift things. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Great. Uh, psychology or spirituality? 
spirituality because mm. nowadays both is also connected it's not like this and this anymore yeah yeah uh, hugs or kisses <laughs> charming <laughs> oh if, how could you decide for one <laughs> i don't know but i think more hugs because you don't want to have kisses from everyone no no you no. know yeah no but are you a huggy person? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, bad breath or smelling sweat? What's the worst? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, what's the best, it. I mean? The best? The best. <laughs> the what do you prefer? <laughs> I, do you want me to really ask me if I prefer a bad breath or yeah. somebody who smells? Yeah. By the two. Oh my god. I think both can be so horrible. Yeah. Like literally horrible. In the clubs, I feel... Bad breath? No. <laughs> I I never... In clubs, I always... Like it's so much smoke, so it's only sweat that goes, like, goes through that, I feel. Right. I think I always feel like in clubs, I don't smell anything at all because I feel like my nose is completely clogged. <laughs> You're also a little bit protected. Most of the time. No, also when I, when, when, I went, when I went out here in Berlin, I felt like also because you smoke, you drink. Yeah. I feel like you're just completely not, your your nose is somewhere else. I'm not just meaning like you're taking trucks. Oh my God, this is, sounds terrible. No, I mean like also without taking any sniffing trucks or whatever, you just, there, there's so much smoke everywhere, mm. as you say. Like you don't smell really anything. So I think I it doesn't matter if you have a bad breath or you stink like both your, are the same pits like it's the same. Okay, it's <laughs> <laughs> okay. a very a philosophical. Philo I can't say it. Philosophical. Uh, yes, philo yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, alone time in the studio or together with others? Oh, of course, alone in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Reality shows or documentaries? Documentaries. Yeah. Yeah. Which ones are the best? Any new tip? Ooh, I watch so many good documentaries. Oh my god, I can't even remember. Charlie, what was the last documentary you watched? You watched the George Michael one, the last one. Oh. Yeah, I really loved that, and I cried. Okay, that I'm gonna see it. Yeah, yeah that I was. Watched the Bell Filmer one, and it's fantastic. But I don't know if he's in like a uh, European like relevant person. No, I think the the George Michael thing's more like a European thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah perfect um kids or animals animals Ooh. yeah <laughs> club mate or beer club mate club mate Ooh. thank you so so much i'm like this was it for playful podcast this week but please follow subscribe and listen to our next episode and if you want to have a say about future artists or even ask your own question to one of our guests follow us on instagram and make sure to add your question when we lift our coming guests thank you so much for joining and see you next week hold up 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.